With the trade deadline approaching for the Chicago Bears, there's one player that Chicago Bears fans have literally been talking about since the offseason, and that is Chase Young. What is the realistic chances that the Chicago Bears could trade for Chase Young? We're going to talk about that, plus dive in the mailbag since it is Friday, all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bears Central, your number one place for all Chicago Bears news and content. What's going on, Bears fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bears Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related. I'm the host, Sarah Hayes, but more importantly, you guys can follow the channel at Shy Bears Central on every single social media platform we happen to be on. With that being said, let's go ahead and get into the content for today. And so before we dive into the mailbag, I just got one topic, right? And that is with the trade deadline approaching, a player that suits most of a lot of what the Bears need on that defensive line is Chase Young. Now, reportedly, he is available by the Washington Commanders, and they are looking to potentially move on from either him or Montez Sweat, or maybe even both of them, not in the same deals, but if depending on what they can get back for these players. Now, in the case of Chase Young, Bears fans have been talking about Chase Young. I think we did our first video in Chase Young at the start of the offseason. He is pending to become a free agent, and one of the biggest questions around Chase Young is the injury concerns, right? Now, with this season, he's really shaping up. It seems like those injury concerns are slowly going away. But like I've said before, uh, when it comes to Chase Young, you got to see it for a couple of seasons, at least in my opinion, before you're willing to say that the injury concerns are all the way gone. But he's look he's looking healthy this season. He's looking ready to go. He's performing extremely well on a very deep defensive line as well. And so that has led many Bears fans and a lot of speculation around the Bears right now leading up to the trade deadline is that would the Bears be willing to trade and part with their assets for a player like Chase Young? Keep in mind, on the season so far, still a very young season. He's played in six games. He has 14 total tackles, 11 of those being solo and five sacks. Now, I want to make it clear. Chase Young is not going to come in and immediately have that same impact on the way that the Bears defensive line is right now because we know we're struggling. Yeah, you know, while Javon Dexter, Zach Pickens are de- definitely trending up, we've had we have problems getting to the quarterback. We have issues with the interior defensive line at times, and our and our edges suck. They they've largely been been a complete misnomer, right? And and that's not to say that like Demarcus Walker isn't a sucky player at all, but you know you need. I think what we're seeing is that you need either a a better scheme or just better overall talent on that defensive line to kind of get the most out of even what we have currently on that defensive line. And so Chase Young offers. An interesting scenario that many Bears fans would love, or like would love to have Chase Young on this team. And so, you know, the thing that I bring it to and the thing that I want to present to you guys on this one is what what should the Bears be willing to give up? Reportedly, the Washington Commanders want as high as a second round pick and a future either third or fourth in a deal for Chase Young. Now, this is a, a draft coming up where there are absolutely starting level edges that you can get in, in the second round, right? So, you have to ask yourself and be willing and to ask yourself about the risk versus reward. Yes, you know exactly what you're getting from Chase Young. You do you do have to pay him as well. He's going to be up for a contract extension. Um, but do you really would you rather wait until the offseason to do that? Right. So I look at uh, the junior uh, defensive end uh, JT from uh, from uh, the uh, Ohio State that definitely could be there uh, in the second round for the Chicago Bears around their pick. Right. And you know it, it really comes down to what you're willing to give up. And so. If the, the the commanders want a future second and a future third, that would mean that the Bears are giving up, you know, some of their assets that they can use. And the bigger question is that is that you're giving it up for a player that does have injury concerns. Yes, it looks like it's trending in the right way, but those injury concerns are still there. And then on top of that, right, is a player that you immediately have to pay. And so would the Bears more so want to take their chances at drafting another young edge, right, with their second round pick rather than give it up, and then turn around and 
um, you know, maybe try to take a shot at Chase Young in free agency if he does hit free agency. So that's kind of the questions that you're asking. Now, I'm absolutely saying the Bears should make the call, right? If Chase Young is on the tra- on the chopping block where the commanders are just looking to move him before the deadline, the Bears should absolutely make that call. Uh, but it come, when it comes down to it, you know, what what the the picks that the bears have right now it, it you can get some some great talent in that right so you got you got to think think about that right so you know it, it really comes down to like do you go with the surefire thing that still has some doubts again on it we we know we need serious talent on that defensive line or is Ryan Poles confident that he can keep in mind bears have the second most cap space in the NFL next offseason so they could be looking to do that now listen Chase Young has come back to his credit has come back he's better he's he's looking extremely solid uh, since his injury, right? Um, and you know it is what it is. So you you gotta see. Uh, you know I wouldn't be mad at either player if it is Montez Sweat or Chase Young. You may even be able to get Montez Sweat for a little bit less, right? So you know we'll end up seeing. Uh, they they will be free agents in this offseason. So I think that's what it comes down to. But I want to present the question to you guys: Is that would you be willing to give up a second in this upcoming draft and a future third for Chase Young right now, or would you be willing to wet and wait, wait, wait <laughs> be willing to wait? and take a shot at it in free agency. Let me know what you guys think on all that down below. But with that said, it's Friday, so that means this episode is mainly built around your voicemails. We got five voicemails to get into today. This first one, this one's from K2. Yo, what up? Bobby, hey, C-Dub, Kevin, C-No. What's going on, y'all, man? It's your boy K2, man. I was just calling in because I got some interesting things that I, I feel could be a hot topic right now, man. And I, I mean... Y'all can talk about it if y'all want, man. I just wanted to, to, to run this by y'all real quick, man, just to see what y'all think, right? Because something interesting, I, I just I just watched something interesting, man, on the um, Undercenter podcast. Uh, I watch it every time after Bears game, just like I watch this Shy Bears platform, man, and there's always some good stuff being said, man. But Josh Schrock, who is a Bears insider, said something very interesting yesterday, man, and I just want to – and I wrote it down, man, because he said that Cole Komet said, that I think is very interesting, man, moving moving forward. Uh, and it could be the reason why our offensive line has been so dysfunctional lately, man, because to me it makes sense and why I think moving forward with Tyson Bajan is more smarter with the O-line that we have and the game plan that we have because it might just work better. But y'all, y'all tell me what y'all think. This is what Josh, Josh Rock said. He said, he asked Cole Komet, why were you guys able to be so physical in the running game today? And here's what Cole Komet had to say. He said the difference in the running games today was that it was more NFL-based because they didn't have the quarterback run. And guys are more comfortable with the traditional inside zones, traditional outside zones, traditional gaps and powers instead of all the zone read stuff that they run with Justin. And for that reason, we were able to fire off on the ball and push guys around. Now, I don't know if y'all know what that means, but to me it's pretty clear cut that when Justin Fields is back there, man, they're not comfortable because they got to do stuff that they're not used to doing. And when they're doing stuff that they're not used to doing, man, it's like how can you be successful with that? At this point, I understand that it's not Lugetti. It's not the game plan. It's not the calling. It's the guy at the helm that they have to adjust for, and he ain't really making their proper adjustments to make sure that he's able to at least execute the game plan that they have for him, man. And when he ain't executing, everybody's already uncomfortable with what's being done. So if he ain't executing, how can they get better? I'm just saying, man. Like I'm just that's just my opinion on it, man. I know it ain't. I know it's an unpopular take, man. But I just wanted to know what you guys think about it, man. Chicago up, bear down. 
Now, the thing I'm going to push back on UK2 on is that we were the number one rushing offense in the league last year with Justin. So to say that, it, you know, the, the, the whole rigmarole that you just went through, and I understand that you are not a Justin Fields guy, I'm not even going to come at you for that. But to say that, oh, well, this is why, because they have to worry about Justin, like, to me, that sounds like the trying to make the reasons fit the narrative rather than the truth. The fact of the matter is this, is that the Bears were the number one rushing attack in the league with Justin Fields there. So because I've seen that, I can't give an offensive line credit to say, oh, we all of a sudden became better in the rushing game because Justin was out. I can't do that, right? So it seems like I get it. You know, a lot of people don't like Justin. And I'm not saying that Tyson Bajan being in there, it does, you know, help some things because he's he's a more straightforward traditional quarterback. And that's not, again, I'm not getting into the Fields versus Bajan conversation. Not yet. It's been one game. It's way too early to get into that. But I do think when you say that, uh, it is what it is. And then to say that play, it's not play calling as you went into with that, I think that that's very so missing the point. To say that it's not play calling is just, like I said, it's trying to make the 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 the, the facts fit the narrative rather than let the facts inform the narrative because or inform the truth because that's that to say it hasn't been play calling I'm sorry that's stupid not not by you I'm saying by anybody like that's just silly and it's absolutely been play calling from Luke Getzey and he absolutely called the game a different type of play so no I'm I'm sorry I I gotta fight back on that one you are right to have your opinion right I'm not saying to take that I understand the angle that you're coming from I just don't agree and I think that that is one of those things where we're looking for something to kind of give the reason of why other than the fact that the Bears just they were playing a weak defense on top of that right and they're going to be playing another one this upcoming week against the Chargers while they rank pretty high on the on uh you know defensive uh run run defense but it's because they give up everything down uh, down the field in passing as well so you know I, I i just i can't get with that narrative just because we've seen it done before with lesser offensive line this offensive line is better than the offensive line we had last year and that offensive line we were able to be the number one rushing attack in the league so i can't give it any credit for that that's just my personal opinion you guys as always can let me know what you guys think down below all right let's get into this next one this one's from fred hey what's up man this your boy fred man you know, I checked the game out. Yeah, they got the win. But at the end of the day, man, like, I feel like Lou Gessie is on some bullshit. Like, he's trying to sabotage Justin Fields because he got so used to having an Aaron Rodgers being in the pocket and get thrown from the shotgun. But he got to understand, times has changed with dual threat quarterbacks. You play to a player's strength. The weakness, you work on that as, as well as a coach. And he has not done anything since he's been here with us. So I'm still looking forward to him getting fired. I'm not giving him no praise because after a while, he didn't involve DJ as much. You know, DJ had eight catches for 50-some yards still. DJ should have had more than that. You know, he should have he should have torched that secondary with DJ more, but he didn't do it. I mean, he got Booty involved, you know what I'm saying, of course. But, they, you know what I'm saying, Tyson Bajan, he, he did all right. You know, he did okay. But in the, the day, I still feel like Luke Gessie didn't play to the player's strength, and he, and he did the same thing a little similar. With, you know what I'm saying, Tyson Bajan, the only thing with Bajan, it was like he gave him more, little, you know, freedom to do whatever the hell he wanted to do. And, you know, Tyson knew the playbook, but I, I feel like Luke Gessie needs to get up off the scene. I'm so tired of hearing people talking about him. Oh, the Bears drive Caleb Williams. We don't need Caleb Williams. I watched Caleb Williams play that game against Utah, and he lost that motherfucker. So Caleb Williams got all this hype. He's all right, but we don't need another quarterback. We need to build that, that goddamn O-line up and that D-line and get us another safety if we're going to trade uh, Eddie Jackson or whatever, what's going to happen in the offseason. And and I think we'll be solid. But they they just need to go with a coach that's going to play to Justin Fields' strength. I don't see why Ryan Foles should give up on Justin Fields. 
because it's supposed to be his year. He's supposed to have a breakout season, but you got coaches like Eberflus and Lugetti bitch made asses holding this young man back, and then you get people calling him, "Oh, he he's a bust." No, he's ain't a bust. You got coaches that's holding him back, not playing to his strength. Any good coach would know. Okay, if I got to do a threat quarterback, I'm gonna play to his strength, and I'm gonna coach him up on working on his weakness right along with it. That's part of coaches. Like these motherfuckers gotta go, bro. Like. Ain't no if and buts about it. They got to go. And then you, then our boy Justin Jones, he get a sack yesterday. But I'm like, dude, you still got to go. Like, you haven't done shit since you've been on this bear team, man. But hopefully, man, Justin Fields come back this week and he do the damn thing and he just just do his own thing, man. So let me know what you think, man. Chicago up, bear down enough. Is Luke Getty trying to sabotage Justin Fields? And while that is a great headline and I understand the standpoint, I'm going to take it from a more realistic standpoint. Luke Getty didn't call the plays in Green Bay. He was a first-time play caller here in Chicago in his show, right? So even in saying, like, what he did in Green Bay and trying, like, he didn't play, call the plays in Green Bay. So to me, it's like, I, like, I, I, it, like, I won't say that he's outright trying to sabotage Justin Fields. I do think that a quarterback like Tyson Bajan does fit more with his sensibilities, and that's fine as well. But at the end of the day, this is why what the problem is with having a system that you don't build towards the skill set of the players that you have, and more so having a system that you need cookie-cutter players to fit in, right? So Luke Getty is absolutely, he needs to be on his way out. There's been nothing that I've seen from Luke Getty, even in, uh, the wins that tells me that he needs to say, and I could say the same thing to Matt Eberflus as well, we need a more creative play caller. That just is what it is. And even when we do have success, it's really, like I said, as long as we're playing with the lead, Luke Getty gets free as far as the play calling. The moment we face some adversity, he tightens up, he tenses up, the play calling becomes straightforward, extremely predictable, and that is a big problem for a team in the NFL. So Luke Getty to me has shown nothing but the fact that he does not deserve to be offensive coordinator, at least not right now. Right. Still a fairly young head coach. I'm sure, you know, after he leaves the Bears, he's going to go somewhere else, maybe become a QB coach or whatever it is. And then maybe, you know, learn from his mistakes here. And maybe he can eventually go on to have a dynamic offense somewhere else. But I just don't see it happening in Chicago. Like I said before, I can't I always try to leave the credit. I could absolutely be wrong in that and be proven wrong. But everything that I've seen and everything that points to is that Luke Gessie just ain't him. He's not the guy for this team. And especially if we bring in a player like Marvin Harrison Jr., whatever else it is, as we try to grow and, you know, fit this this system towards what we have as far as talent-wise, I don't want Luke Getzey being the one in charge of it. But, hey, uh, you know, it doesn't matter what I say here in the studio. It matters what Ryan Poles and Kevin Warren think. And so we'll see what their mindset is as we get closer to the end of the season. But, you know, I, I don't know if that Luke Getzey or Matt Eberflus can necessarily do enough, right? But, hey, if we win this week, we're 3-5. and five. We're not outside of the wild card at all because of how weak the NFC has been overall. So you just never know. Maybe they can do enough to turn it around. And maybe I'm just missing the point, which is completely possible as well. So let me know what you guys think on that one. All right, let's get into this next voicemail. This one's from Rory. What up, Hayes, Bobby, C-Dub, Steve, Kev. Hey, man, this is Rory, man. Hey, um, coming at you again, you know. Hey, I got a question. Um... So do you think the Bears are going to stick to the same game plan like they did with the Raiders? Because now they have film on um, Bajan now. You know what I'm saying? So now you have the edges, um, Joey Bosa, and you got Khalil Mack. You know what I'm saying? So that's, that's a difference. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be putting pressure on you. You know what I'm saying? So are you going to still play the short, you know, short game, like, you know, in a close proximity? You know what I'm saying? Are you going to try to contain? Um, Bajan, 
you know what I'm saying? Because they know he's going to do a lot of short throws, a lot of takedowns. So if I was Chicago, I would mix it up, you know what I'm saying, surprise him and kind of do, you know, some um, some down-the-field passing, you know what I'm saying, kind of air it out, you know what I'm saying? Because I don't know how we're going to do far as, like, you know, Khalil Mack and Bosa, you know what I'm saying, with the running game, you know what I'm saying? That's the difference between them and the Raiders, you know what I'm saying? So um, and we got to see, man, because um, it's going to be challenging. But um, I, I think Beijing going to do well. But I'm just seeing how our offense going to do against, you know, that defense, that charge of defense. And um, we're going to see, man. I like They got to change up the game plan. They got to mix it up because I think they're going to be kind of prepared for that, that um, those takedowns and everything. They're going to be playing a lot of um, post coverage uh, for that um, – for those takedowns and everything. I know he probably double up on DJ Moore and on Mooney. So, and then we putting pressure on um, Bayes. So, we're going to see, man. So, like I said, if I was, you know, the Bears, um, Lou Getty, I air it out a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Because they probably think that Bayes doesn't have the arm strength to go deep. You know? I mean, have we really? No. I mean, we've seen that one time with um with um DJ Moore. You know what I'm saying? The ball, just like, you just like, it just lost flight, you know what I'm saying, lost air. So we got to see, man, you know, maybe, you know, Bayes do probably got like a little bit of an arm. Probably just wasn't, you know, you know, meant to be at that time. But I think he can get an arm, man. I think he's going to do well. So, hey, man, let me know what y'all think. All right, y'all go up, bear down. Will the Bears stick to the same game plan against the Chargers? I think it'll be a similar one. I do think that the Chargers can give up more as far as downfield when you look at like how they've given up, what they've given up in the passing game. So we may be able to see, you know, Luke Getze uh, and uh, Tyson Bajant take more opportunities down the field. We already talked about, you know, the lack of, of throwing further than 10 yards down the field, right? So, you know, that type of thing stepping into it can definitely help also. So let's hope that that's what we see from the Chicago Bears is that, you know, they just vary it. I do think we're still going to be a run heavy offense for sure and I think that 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 is going to bode well for us that is one of our strengths that was our strength last season I'm not even mad if that's what we go to allow that to be the be the case for this Chicago Bears team find what what you what you do where you can find success at and then double down on that when you are a team that has two wins on the season listen you got to take your wins where you can get them and if you can find success in running the same a similar type game plan that's what you do but yes it's going to be a lot of short Quick passes. We'll see how, if they go down the field a little bit more. But I do think it's going to be a lot of that same thing. And I think that that's, that's what, just what you can expect, right? I, and, you know, it is what it is. That's just what you can expect from this team. It, it kind of it is what it is at this point in time. It just is what it is. That's what, uh, you know, how this team is going to run this offense. That's probably the right thing for uh, Tyson Bajan. And Tyson Bajan thrived in that, right? I don't want to take away from it. He's absolutely thrived in that. So, Let's see, let's see it continue. Let's hope that the Bears have success. I'm never going to root for my team not to win just because of, of a brewing QB controversy that really isn't one. But, you know, it is what it is. Let's see. Let's see what the Bears go out there and do, and hopefully we're able to talk about another great game for the Chicago Bears and hopefully a, a victory as well. But let's get into this next voicemail. This one's from Bears. Hey, Bobby C. Dub, fellas. Hey, it's Barry here. Fellas, I want to talk about something. Of course, everybody's going to talk about the fucking quarterback controversy and all this. I want to talk about something that I think there's an unsung hero on this roster, fellas. Somebody nobody talks about, but he's been there since 2015, the longest tenured bear. Of course, I am talking about the long snapper, Patrick Scale. Patrick has seen some fucking shit, fellas. He's been a part of some great seasons. Well, really, one great season. And some fucking terrible seasons. But the guy has been a fucking Iron Man. He never comes off the field. In fact, if you go back, there has been one, and I counted one guy, not named Patrick, 
that has long snapped for the Chicago Bears since 1998. There's one year, 2014, we went from Patrick Manley to Patrick Scales. And I just want to shout out Patrick Scales. The guy's a fucking workhorse. And the long snappers never get any love. But he's 35 years old now. So I'm going to start uh, shouting at the high school level uh, the next great long snapper named Patrick. So I just wanted to, to give some love to Patrick Scales. And of course, um, the other thing, fellas, I decided to throw in the towel on Jaquan Brisker a couple weeks ago, and ever since then, he's been playing better. So I'm going to keep talking shit about Brisker because that seems to be working for us. So I'm going to keep doing that, um, talking about his, uh, you know, inability to back up his shit talk and how he has a mystery nutsack injury every fucking game. And, you know, once I started calling him out, he started playing a little better. He was flying around like So uh, Jaquan Brisker, I hope your bitch ass is healthy. And I, he's on the injury report for illness this week. I think he's got the runs or something. Jaquan, you got to lay off the fucking Taco Bell. It's not good for you. And, uh, you know, hopefully you can come out there and play a decent game. But I'm not fucking counting on it because you're a sack of shit. And, again, fellas, this is only because it seems to be working. So um, I got some other thoughts on some shit, fellas, as you well know. But uh, we will get back to the pregame breakdown uh, this weekend. So, yeah, we got the Chargers coming up. And we got uh, Ian Tyson Baggins going out there for start number two. So we will talk then, fellas. So until next time, Chicago up. Bang, Patrick Scales, shout out to him, man. Uh, yeah, I mean, being here for as long as that he's been here, you can't take away from from that the fact that he's always here. You know, long snappers, you said it. They don't get a lot of credit. They don't get it talked about a lot because, hey, listen, when they do their job good, you just do your job good, right? Uh, you know, the only time that he missed, I believe, was 2017. Wasn't he on? Wasn't he on the injury reserve list there? I don't know if you pointed that out. So, but other than that, he's been here, right? And he's been consistent. He gives what he gives and. He's a long snapper in the NFL. I mean, I don't know what to take from that. It just, it just is who he is, right? But as far as the Jaquan Brisker piece of that, I love what you pointed out about Jaquan Brisker. Um, I think that, uh, you know, he is improving. And that is why you don't, you know, I'm, I'm always someone that's against, you know, just, just trying to write the story right away, write off players right away at the start of the season or whatever. Because, listen, it is what it is there. So when it comes down to it, Jaquan Brisker is improving. The secondary overall is improving. The cornerbacks are improving and getting better week after week. And, and Jaquan Brisker is back to looking like that player that made an impact, that player that we walked away. Keep in mind, the pick that we traded for Khalil, that we got for trading Khalil Mack, is Jaquan Brisker. So you want to be invested in him. And I think Jaquan has a hell of a, a career in front of him. I think he can be a big playmaker. He could be a tone setter. Uh, I know he did a little bit too much celebrating earlier and kind of cocky talking when it didn't back up. But, hey, he's, he's rounding out back. And I really do like the way that Jaquan Brisker has been playing lately. And let's hope that it continues for the Chicago Bears. But all right, let's get into the last voicemail for the day. This one's from Book. Yo, 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 Hayes, what's up, man? This Book, man, blessings to you and yours. Yo, man, I got the got the COVID, man, but I still got to reach out to you to represent, man. Um, like I said, much love to you and the crew. Um, want to talk about, man, this uh, supposed QB controversy, man. This is why sometimes, man, I ain't gonna lie, Bears fans make me sick. Why can't we just have two good things, man? Why it's got to be one or the other, man? It, it, it trips me out how everybody's trying to pit the two quarterbacks against each other. And and some of the things that's being said about both sides, man, is just ridiculous, man. This We the only fan base, man, where it, it, it's, it's either caviar or sardines, man. Ain't nothing in between. It makes me sick. But, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, man. Um, I, It just it makes no sense to me, man, and it's stupid, man. I mean, we got two decent quarterbacks, man. 
Let's ride that out, man, and see where we go. If uh, we get to the draft, man, you know what I'm saying, trade down, get some more picks, shore up the team a little bit more, man, surround these guys with help, with more help, I should say, and we can uh, start to establish a nucleus, man, and we can start going ahead and um, competing for some championships. But uh, that's all I got to say, man. I'm a little, you know, like I said, under the weather, man. But, again, blessings to you and yours. Shout-out to Barry. Shout-out to Cache. Shout-out to all of the all of the regulars. Chicago up, Bear down. Let's get this win on Sunday. I'll let y'all soon. First of all, shout-out to you, Booker, and prayers to you and, uh, and, you know, healing from COVID. Yeah, like, that's no joke. So, you know, prayers to you and your recovery there. As far as the QB controversy, there isn't a QB controversy. As, as I always say this. As sports fans, sports are our soap opera. Men will make a storyline out of something that's pretty straightforward in sports every single year. That's just what they do. A, a lot of them. Not everyone. Some people do like to just talk about sports for what it is, the realistic standpoint. But for some people, the storylines, the drama, the who got cut, who's getting, who's losing their starting position, that's what they look at for in sports, and that's all they can talk about. And so that, it is a dramatization of really what's going on. And while, like I said, I don't think that a QB controversy isn't possible, but right now we're not in one. We haven't seen one. The way that Tyson Bagent played, shout out to him. He was a hell of a game manager. But people trying to act like it was the next coming or all this, it was drastically, it wasn't. And that's just realistic. But again, that's not to that's not to shit on him either. You can you can talk about somebody playing good. Tyson Bagent played good and he he excelled at what he was asked to do. You can talk about that without also having to down Justin Fields and vice versa. You can talk about the things that Justin Fields needs to improve on without saying, hey, he's shitty. Let's start Tyson Bagent. Like it's just the 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 the, we talk about. I talk about this all the time over on my other podcast, The Awakened Soul. Like people now that we live in a social media age, right? When you say these hardline stances, it gets more interaction than what of just being real. Just say, "Hey, Tyson Bajan played a hell of a game." Like it, by saying Tyson Bajan, he he played a hell of a game. Is there a cue? He can start. He should start over Justin. F-. That gets more attention for people. And in in this a lot in talking about sports, whether it's Facebook groups, Twitter, or X, whatever you want to call it, any place, right? Uh, Instagram, shorts, reels, whatever it is, it's all about getting attention for a lot of people. And so that is what it is. There's no QB controversy yet. There could be one, but there's no one yet. The moment that Justin Fields is fully healthy, he's back the starting quarterback. That just is what it is. Now, if he's gone for an extended period of time, let's say the Bears win four games in a row with Tyson Bajan, he looks better game after game after game, then, yeah, you can say there's a QB controversy. But for right now, no, there ain't a QB controversy. But there is definitely could be one brewing. And we'll see how that storyline goes, and we'll be covering it right here at Chicago Bears Central. But that's my time for today, guys. Make sure you guys are following the show at Shy Bears Central. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, chicagobearscentral.gmail.com. And then lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail for the mailbag, number to do so, 773-242-9336. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related, thanks to you guys. And like we like to end every episode on, Shy Town up, but bear down. Love you guys. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.